Good evening, everybody. We're back once again at the virtual roundtable. This is a place where we come together to be encouraged, empowered, and to shift mindsets in order to provoke change. I am your host, Kaya, Lady Kate. Lyles, and it's definitely a blessing to be here. I just want to stop and say thank you to each and every one of you that join us every week. You know, I pray that this is adding value to you um, and to even those that you share with. I, I hope that you're getting something out of it. You know, uh, I teach a, a little bit, but then I like to bring people on as well. You know, it's a networking place. I've had people come through the round table and um, they've made all kinds of connections. People are connected in businesses now. Uh, people have gotten connected and gotten credit repair done, all kinds of things. So, you know, I want to encourage you all, hey, network with, you know, some of the people there. Uh, it's okay to send them a message, a private message, um, and, and add them on social media um, as well and just, you know, make those connections because you never know um, who's sitting at the round table. So it's not too late. You can send that link that I sent you to some of your friends and family. Invite them to come to the round table. I want this uh, platform to grow. I don't want to just keep it all to ourselves. It's actually something great, and I think everybody can benefit from it. Also, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's under my name, Kaya Lyles. Um, I'll upload the virtual roundtable videos there. I'm a little bit behind, but I will be updating that and catching up uh, in the near future. Now, without further ado, I am going to introduce our speaker, and then we'll go forth. Our speaker tonight is uh, Brother Raheem Frys, and this good friend of mine. His topic tonight is, what is your response? I've been knowing him a good uh, while, and you know, just it's interesting uh, just watching him grow, you know, uh, naturally and spiritually. So he's been through a lot, um, been challenged a lot um, at the age of 26. But you know what? God has seen him through and he's here to share a piece of his story. He's been here with us before at the round table. And it was very powerful uh, what he shared before. But I'm going to give a brief introduction and then I'm going to turn it over to him. But I'm going to pray first. God, we thank you for each and every person that is here at the virtual roundtable. We ask you to bless God, touch, heal, and set free, God. I want to lift up Minister Clark before you guys that just lost her mother. God, strengthen her right now, even on her journey uh, to Tennessee to bury her mother. And we'll be so careful to give you praise. Cover all of us right now, God, and help us to get something out of what's going to be said this evening. We'll be so careful and thankful and give you all of the glory and the honor that's due unto your name, Jesus, we pray, amen. Amen, amen. So Mr. Raheem, Brother Raheem Fryson is from Savannah, Georgia. He's a truck driver, he's a preacher, and he's a consultant. He has an associate's in mass communication and psychology. The biggest thing, he's a man of God. Um, he's a young minister, like I said, before age 26. And uh, he has a, a great testimony, a lot of testimonies, very um, intelligent man, is full of wisdom. And I'm not going to hold the floor up any longer. Without further ado, uh, Raheem, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Good evening, everybody. It's a blessing to be back in the number one more time. Um, I'm not going to hold anyone long because um, I have to hit the road to head to Minnesota. Don't want to, but... It goes along with the topic that I have tonight, which is, what is your response? 
Um, amen. The Lord gave me this a couple of days ago um, due to a lot of things that's going on, um, even in the world, but more so in my life and in our lives personally. What is your response to the things that's going on? And um, I don't really have much of a scripture to go to, but one thing that stuck out to me this past week was Galatians 5. And it talks about the fruits of the flesh and the fruits of the spirit and how they war against one another. And one of my biggest challenges that I had this week that I didn't know um, what happened was when I received a very disturbing phone call from a huge mistake that I've never made before. Uh, I accidentally left a load, half of my load here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was all the way in New Orleans before I realized it. And the company called and I mean, they chewed me out. And um, my mother, praise the Lord, bless her heart. She, she's not all the way saved. So, you know, I have a little bit of her in me yet saved, you know, you know, preaching the gospel, you know, and my challenges are, are there. You know, on your brokenness, you know, that's where we got to work on. But um, I wanted to say something. I wanted to go off. I wanted to snap. I wanted to say, you know what? Y'all can take this truck and put it somewhere. I was in flesh. I was in flesh. I was so heated. I went from having a great day in the Lord. And I mean, I was just happy. I had my little sister with me. We was jamming. She was doing her thing. I was doing mine. And out of nowhere, bam. And the mistake wasn't all mine, but all the blame fell on me. But um, I was getting ready to say some things, but the Lord said, shut up. Sometimes he's just, he got to tell you, not hush. Some of us, he got to tell us, just shut up, hush. And uh, I didn't want to. It was on the tip of my tongue. My God, he will, I mean, talk to me like a dog. And this man has never went out, so I didn't even know how to receive what he was saying. But I uh, began to continue to listen, and I, I, held, I held my tongue. And um, the strange, well, the funny thing about that was when I kept silence, I learned from Sister Kaya in the text message the other, <laughs> the other day that silence is powerful. And because I was silent and didn't react the way that they wanted me to or how I felt like I should have, it made the CEO very upset to the point where he hung up in my face. And when he did, did that, uh, of course, I got heated. Like, what you, you hanging up in my face? You, what? But um, continuing on with it, um, didn't speak to them for the next day, the next morning due to my silence and I went ahead and prayed about it. The next morning they called, they had a huge apology. They apologized for everything. And, um, and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, not thinking on, this is a test, not thinking on what if I would have done this, that, and the third. But after, shortly after that phone call, I received a phone call from a very important person that I'm having this business with. And because the Lord is moving, he's doing great things. and trying to stay in the wheel, trying to be obedient. God is teaching me. And it feels good to be in the class where God is literally teaching you himself. You ain't have to 
pay to get in this class. God will take you to the class. He'll take you through the steps. He'll take you higher heights and deeper depths. You just got to be willing and able and want to. Um, but anyway, I began to talk to the man and um, everything worked in my favor. God turned that thing around, worked in my favor, giving me everything I wanted. And then some, and I, I wish I can go in details about it, but I tell y'all, I'm extremely happy. And so after that phone call, I began to sit there and I pondered. And um, I believe I called Sister Kaya and Sister Kaya was like, well, you know, what if you would have said something? What if you would have snapped off? What if you would have reacted and responded in a way that was ungodly or just simply snapped? Would I, would I have received that phone call? And I said, I believe I wouldn't have received that phone call. But the great thing about it is I was obedient to the voice. I was obedient to hearing God and putting my flesh under subjection. Hey, do not react. Be mindful of what you're getting ready to do because one, this is your job. Two, this is your, way, this is your income. Three, you don't want to say something that's going to jeopardize that or you know, you don't want to jeopardize your character, how people see you, especially when you try to live a godly life. The devil always have an out just for you. So, of course, he's going to come in and do all kinds of sorts of things. So I began, I was like, you know what, Lord, I thank you because had I not responded, had I responded in a terrible way, I may not have received my blessing. I may not have received that great door that everyone would know after a while. I, I, I mean, wow. And I'm like, I realized the other night that God just has me in a class. And he began to minister to my spirit with some numbers and um, not going in, into details or how, you know, sometimes God speaks in numbers. But I began to do my studies and he took me back to Galatians 5, that the fruits of the spirit. And we need to work on our fruits of the spirit because, hey, God is trying to do something. God is trying to, early this week, he said, hey, I'm about to blow your mind. And I posted on Facebook and literally I'm seeing God blow my mind. And I'm not trying to preach. I'm not, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm just happy. But praise the Lord. God is really blowing my mind when it comes down. When you, your, your spirit is lined up and you're in the will of God, there's nothing to it's not, it's, it's nothing impossible for God to do. Of course, that devil, he's going to come with tragics. He's going to come with distractions. He's going to come with anxiety and depression and everything else and the fruits of the flesh. But what will be your response? And tonight, I want to ask y'all a question. Can someone testify about a time where had you responded the way you wanted to? Had you responded the way you wanted to, what was, what was, would have been the results? How was it good? Was it bad? Uh, or inward check, had I done this, it would have worked out like this. Because um, sometimes our responses could be disobedient to the will of God. Sometimes our responses could be crazy. Sometimes the voice of God can seem crazy to us, but hey, you got to listen.
got to have an ear to listen and be like, hey, you know, I'm going to respond to that. I'm going to do that because from the simple things that's been going on this week, just by hearing or trying to hear and be in tune with the Lord, it has, oh God, tremendously turned my whole entire year around because I knew, I said, Lord, I decree and declare that this year is going to be my year through hell and high water. My response is hallelujah in the house. My response is, hey, I'm not going to let nothing tear me down this year because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and going through the same cycles again and again. So that was my response. And that was my experience on my response. What is something that you, you happen to be obedient about? You happen to use those fruits of the spirit. You happen to keep that flesh under subjection because if you don't, it can get crazy. Somebody can get a knuckle sandwich. You might get locked up. They won't let you out. You know, <laughs> what? someone tell me an experience that you've had, something similar to this or something worldly, spiritually. It could be anything. And I, I'll give the floor open and I'm done. I'm, I just want to tell y'all, I'm done. Amen. Simple and sweet. Amen. I'll start. I remember at the end of last year, um, God had told me to uh, start packing. And in my mind, I was like, okay, you know, and I, I shared this on the roundtable before, you know, a lot of times you hear something, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to get to it. You got a lot going on at the moment. And, and I said, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And, and it took me forever to get to it. I actually never got to it during that period. But uh, my my something began to happen. I started having problems with my my back and my leg and different things. And in the midst of all of that, in the pain, you know, I was I was creeping. I had to sit down and and do my job. And you know, it, it was just it was horrible. And um, God said, "Start packing." In the midst of that, He kept saying and kept echoing that. And I heard it, but now I'm in pain. So in, in my mind, it's like. I'm hurting too bad to pack anything. You know, I'll get to that when I get better. And, and I was sitting in my living room and I, I'd asked a, a friend, spiritual advisor of mine, I said, you know, um, when we are in, some, somebody had mentioned disobedience. And I said, um, well, he mentioned rebellion. And I said, you know, when God is, because I thought it was a growth thing, you know, growing pains, you go through growing pains when you're growing naturally and spiritually. So, you can feel it sometimes in your body. And I said, when, when you're growing, do you feel that in your body? Does it hurt? He said, usually when you grow, it doesn't hurt. You know, um, it, it doesn't give you that type of pain if you're growing and it's positive things happening. He said, a lot of times when you get pain and stuff in your body, um, you have to check because it could be disobedience. And, and I begin to sit and think like disobedience because I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like if I am be, uh, falling into disobedience is something that I'm not aware of. So I had to sit down and really go back in my mind and see what am I doing that may be disobedience that I don't even see. And um, at that very moment, I was sitting in my living room and God began to say, start packing. Something simple as that, right? And, and I got up right there. I said, you know what? Let me get up and start packing because I keep hearing this too much. Now, mind you, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what the next move is. I, I don't know a thing, but I had to go back in my mind. And I remember when I had my apartment 
and I was getting ready to move into a house. I, I didn't even know that's what I was going to do, but I was just like, I'm not going to uh, sign another lease. And um, I started packing boxes. That was a faith move. And if you don't know if faith moves God, you won't want God to do something for you, start start moving in that direction. And, and I packed up everything and I stacked all the boxes up in the apartment. I had talked to no realtor. I hadn't signed no paperwork, none of that. And, and I'm still, you know, it's like, hey, God, it's on you, but I'm not signing another lease. And he sent um, some a realtor um, across my path through, through this lady I knew from church. And they had a house that had been on the market, um, you know, about three years and they hadn't sold it. You know, and the lady went in and she did all kinds of work or whatever. And, and that was the, the blessing that God had, had given to me. So I, I'm thankful for that. And, and so it brought me to the place that I am now. If God did it for you then and you had that type of faith, you've grown uh, more because it's been, what, 11, 12 years. Your faith should be at an all-time high. Now, I'm talking to myself, right? Your faith should be at a whole nother level. Go on and do what God said do. It don't even matter if you can't see what's on the other side. Or whatever. And I could see what was on the other side. You know, so um, I, I began to do that. And when I did, within one instantly, and then within the next two days, that pain in my body started leaving. I didn't even realize that I was being disobedient, but it's something, it's things small like that, you know. So I, I want to encourage anybody, if you're going through things in your life and, and you're trying to figure out, why do I keep running into this pothole or keep running to this wall or whatever, really check and see what you're doing and make, it, make sure in the midst of everything that you're doing that you are listening to the voice of God, that, that you're hearing what God has to say, right? Because he's always speaking. And, and I was telling you the other day, Raheem, I said, you know, um, we're so accustomed to hearing God speak one way. I heard somebody say, well, um, you know, God speaks to me in dreams and that, you know, he's, he's always uh, spoke to me in dreams. So they're accustomed to hearing him speak in dreams. But in this day and time, he is speaking in different ways. So we have to be open to hear what he has to say, because we could be having a conversation and he could be speaking through you to me. You know, um, he could use anybody that he very well sees fit. You know, so we have to have an ear to hear um, and, and don't just get stuck in in one way so that that's that's uh just my experience i'm going to relinquish the floor and let someone else go now i want to i want to go back to if no one else has any, uh, any questions in in at this time i want to go back to um hearing god different ways of hearing god um because sometimes you can hear god just in the trees you can hear god on the on a billboard sign he can use anything anybody any at any given moment, like you said, are you willing to hear it? Because sometimes it can be things that we do not want to hear. Granted, the doctor say, hey, you on your last leg, you need to lose some weight, you about to have this and the third. What is your response to it? What is your response? And, that, and that's also a sign, hey, God trying to tell you, you want long life, you got to get help. And I'm speaking for myself. Amen. You know, that's that's that. But anyway, <laughs> what is your response to that? Because God, all I keep hearing is once you begin to get in that realm of obedience and you're pleasing God, God is about to blow your mind. And that's all I, that's ringing in my head. Like this week, the rest of this week, I'm expecting God to blow my mind. 
I'm expecting God to do some crazy radical things for me because God knows what I'm in need of. But in spite of all the hell and commotion that I'm going through personally, not one time have I pondered on it and gave it any thought on how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that, because that's not my battle no more. I done gave it to the Lord. My response is, okay, Lord, I give it to you, but what is the will that I need to be in? What is your will? What do I need to be focused on? So he's like, you need to focus on the work. You need to focus on what I have planned for you. Don't focus on the distractions around you because the devil, that's what the devil wants us to do. He wants us to get weary in well-doing. Nah, that ain't going to work for me no more. The maturity level of my faith now is crazy. I can't. Jesus Christ, I can tell y'all some things that can just blow your own mind and people thought I was crazy. I walked on car lots, no down payment, but I want that car and I got that car. Uh, apartments, uh, whatever it could have been, I just have that crazy faith. And even with the things that's going on right now about what I want God to do and being in the will of God, he said, hey, trust me. If you will only trust me, I can do it for you. But we're always in the way because we're not responding properly. Our response should be praying, give it to God, faith without work is dead, do what you can do, but don't get in the way of God. Because when you get in the way, you'll get anxiety, you'll get depression, you'll get a bigger mess out of the situation versus, you know what, I'm not going to let this worry me. Because it ain't like, God, you can't do it, but I believe that you can, and I believe that you will. So my response is, I'm going to step back and let you do your thing. You know, what's up, God? You the OG. I mean, my bad, my bad. God, God you, 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 you are who you are. So that's, I have, my response has to be, I trust God. It's not that uh, I, hmm, I like this one. It just came to me. It's a difference between believing and him. I believe he'll do it, but, but it's something about I trust that he'll do it. When, I, when you say, I trust the Lord, there's no need for you to worry. There's no need for you to stress about it because you trust and you have faith that he is going to do what you need him to do in your favor. You believe that's going to work out in your favor. I believe, and I'm seeing God do things every day. I sleep peacefully. I'm not worried because my response is, I trust the Lord. I trust him in everything that I'm doing. It, every tragedy, every funeral, every heartache, every breakup, everything that the devil sends my way, I still going to trust the Lord. Like we could be going through a Job experience. Job could have easily changed his mind. Job could have listened to his wife because that was supposedly his helpmate. But Joseph said, you know what? That's not my response. Oh, jeez. I'm a child. My, my man. Ooh. Joseph said, that's not my response. But my response is, in spite of it all, I'm going to trust him. I'm going to believe on him. I'm not going to let this worry because when you worry, you get in your head, you get anxiety, you get depression, and you start killing your own self from the inside out. Other elements come along because the devil can't really attack you like that. So he has to get in some kind of way and really 
get you. He'll he'll get you. He'll if he can't get you, he'll try to get the family. He'll try to get that person next to you. He'll try to get you get that person that knows how to break your heart. Knows how knows your every weakness and use that against you. Just recently, um, on the other day, my mother and I we had a big falling out about a year and a half ago, and you know, some months went by, we didn't talk. Then recently we had started talking and everything was going good. But I realized that we really need to have this discussion. And so on the other night, we had that discussion heart to heart and we made amends, you know, fully, even though we was back together, Kiki and Kakan. But it, when I made that decision, okay, I'm gonna change my response. We're gonna apologize. We're gonna hash this thing out there was such a burden lifted because of my response. Because if God trying to do something in you, you, you need to get all that stuff out. You, and that's another thing. We got to stop trying to pray for God to change the situations because sometimes he probably trying to change us. Once we change, <laughs> he'll change the situation because that's, that's what I've learned. I'm learning, Lord, there's some things I need to work on. Cause I, I, just, I used to have a temple. I used to have that, but sometimes it'll try to creep back up. So we gotta work on those fruits of the spirit and also identify the fruits of the flesh that you're dealing with. You, I, I encourage y'all to go and read and study Galatians 5. I won't go in deep into it, but study Galatians 5 and what and the and ask yourself this question. What fruit are you eating? Are you eating the fruits of the flesh or the fruits of the spirit? And I'm officially done. I'm done. Amen. Glory to God. I'm done. I'm going on me. Hello. Can y'all hear me all right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Good, good. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize for being late, Brother Raheem. But uh, from what I heard, this is this has been really good. You know, I did come in on the part that I think I needed to come in on. I had a situation with my father. You know, I talked to Sister Kaya about it a while back, and I was having difficulties with figuring out how do I respond to this? <clears throat> because, like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting di uh, doing the same thing, expecting different results. I just asked God um, to help with the strained relationship with my father. And uh, I was having a couple of difficulties, but a long story short, I changed my approach. And sometimes, you know, you got all these things that you wanna say, and some of them ain't godly um, when people do you wrong, but I asked God to remove that from me. And I happened to see my father out a couple of weeks ago. And when I saw him, I thought I would feel anger. I thought I would feel everything else. But I just really felt, um, I just felt sorry uh, for him. And I just, I didn't have anything, all the mean things that I thought I would say or what I would do was removed because I realized that, you know, what God has for me is for me and everybody who's meant to be around is going to be around. Um, and so, you know, I spoke and I helped him find some of his groceries in the store because he was having a little bit of difficulty. And, you know, I told him I loved him and I felt like a burden was lifted from me. And I meant that, 
you know, that was something that I had been, had a hard time in doing. And so when I used, um, as a child coming up, I used to go to church and with my mom and there was a lady in the church that used to always sing the song, be still and God will fight your battles if you just be still. So that was one time I had to be still and just pray to God to, to help give me the right things to say or not to say anything at all and just to do because you know we all have fallen short from the glory of God and there's been times where I probably have disappointed God to the utmost degree so I just wanted to extend grace and that's what I'm learning at this time of my life is to extend grace and have grace with myself and to have grace with other people so I really appreciate it you know saying that and ever since then like everything has been God has really been blessing me and my family, and he's been showing out, as you said, brother, um, I, I can testify to that, like, when you do right, and when you do what God tells you to do, and, and asks of you to do, it, it can't go nothing but up, so I appreciate that, and uh, I appreciate it hearing just a brief part of your testimony, brother, and thank you so much for having, having me on here today. Awesome, it's a blessing to have you on. You said something that really sparked to me, um, there is, uh, we can pray for God to help us in these situations like this, but it never really comes how we want it to. This goes back to the fruits of the spirit. Lord, help me, give me more love for people. Give me more of this, give me patience, give me this. I used to think, bam, I'm gonna wake up next morning. All right, I'll just love everybody, you know. You can't do nothing. Oh no, it didn't happen that way. But what God, what happened, how God did it was he gave me the opportunity to take it that way. He gave me the opportunity to love people in spite of, and now I'm, I'm good. I can love you in spite of. I done had a gun to my head, knife to the throat, pushed off a tractor, hit by cars, and I still love you. And it also get, takes me back to um, the times I was raped and molested and how it was really a burden on my life that I didn't even know about. I didn't know I had hatred or any of that. But when I began to pray about these things and speak to Sister Kaya, I realized I never forgave these people. And how do I expect to move forward? And so once I began to forgive and tap back into that love, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Y'all live y'all lives. We ain't got to talk every day, but just know I still love you. I'm praying for you. Get, get yourself together. But it opened doors. It took the burden off. It, my God, we can, like I remember Sister Kaya talking to me, it can be that little thing that can hinder us from a blessing. That simple apology that I gave my mother and she gave back to me, it was so little, but it was so big because it's going to go on for a very long time. That forgiveness, that, oh God, it just opens up doors. Cause you're working, you work, granted, we're we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And I, I'm quick to tell you, hey, if I hurt you, I didn't mean to, but hey, it, it just happened. But go ahead and forgive me in advance because we're human. But what is our response to these types of situations? It can be anything, it can be finances. We can. I know one person, she just lost everything she had. Her response was wrong because she went out and started stripping. I said, honey, don't do that. Don't do it. But she did it. 
and now she's she's sad, she's miserable, she's wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in something that she can't even get out of because she didn't have that fruits of the spirit. She wasn't entangled with the fruits of the spirit, but entangled with the fruits of the flesh. So, my God, I'm proud of you. I don't know who you are, but I'm proud of you because when you line up upon with the fruits of the spirit, God, who? If y'all don't take nothing else tonight, remember this. God is about to blow y'all mind. I believe that's the word for the night for me. God is about to blow our minds. There's some things that's held up. Lord, oh, Jesus. I ain't come to prophesy. It's some things that God, you need God to do. My God, he is going to blow your mind because I'm, I'm going, the things that I'm going through, God is literally blowing my mind every day. And it's not just by any chances or just reason that I'm going through it. I couldn't tell y'all, God is about to blow y'all mind. And then when you might not be going through anything this week, but when you start going through, remember God is about to blow your mind because it's gonna work in your favor. I'm done. Amen. Next. Yeah, yeah. That that was uh that was real good. Um one, one thing you said is be be obedient to, to the voice of God. Um and I'm I can uh, attest to that. I'm a living witness that there, there are some things that are going on. And I don't know if you all feel it. There's a shift in the atmosphere. A lot of people, some of the ones on the line I spoke with, everybody's going through something. If everybody unmuted and told by five minutes of their story, they would tell you, I'm going through this. I'm in this place. It's like everybody is in a wilderness season right now. But we have to remember that that wilderness season is where our growth begins, right? We're outside of our comfort zone. So God is pushing you to be what he needs you to be. But he had, you had to go through that wilderness season first because if you can't appreciate the valley season, you won't appreciate when you get on the top. It keeps you humble as well, right? If you can attest and say, you know what? I've been to the bottom. I've been in the slum. I've been without anything. I've lost everything I had. And then God raised you up because of your obedience, because you're falling into the oracle of where he wants you to go. You're allowing him to lead you and guide you. Then when you get to the top, you'll always remember him. You'll stay humble and you'll always keep him first, you know, in everything that you do. When things are given to you, you will always give him glory and give him honor. So Hey, I, I, I'm enjoying this. I, I enjoyed it, uh, uh, Raheem. That was very, very good. Um, and that was a good point, uh, Brittany, as well. That that unforgiveness, we talked about that on here before. That unforgiveness is the thing that will keep you in a place, you know, that it, it'll stunt your growth. It will keep you from getting the things that you need. And a lot of times, we, we just kind of go through life. We don't even realize that we hold an unforgiveness in our heart until somebody come along. Because God going to send somebody along. If you say you're a child of God, he's going to send somebody along every so often. And they're going to say something and it's going to hit that trigger. And it's going to bring it back up in you. And you're going to remember that, dog, man, I still hadn't addressed that. Or, dog, this is an issue, you know. Um, but, but listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the, the, uh, the round table, turn the floor over. I don't know if y'all remember uh, Tyree. Tyree was on here um a while ago Tyree was he was in jail but but he's out now God has, has uh brought him out so we thank God for that you know that he said a round table was a thing that they kind of helped him even while he was locked up and you know um just encourage him so Tyree we're gonna uh I'm gonna turn the floor over to you I saw you had your hand up 
Good evening. It's nice to be back at the table. Uh, Good evening. You know, y'all talk about, you know, some things that's unaddressed in our life. And a lot of times we feel like we don't address certain issues in life. But subconsciously, we haven't even scratched the surface. You know, it says, the Bible says, well, sin bound, his grace abounds even more. And sometimes when we go get to going through things, we get sidetracked off of the area for which, for the track that we own. Because, you know, like Sister Kaya say, I just got released from prison January 27th. And since then, it's been a lot of turmoil in my life and around me. And, you know, as, as a person, we try not to let our surroundings just take control of us and get us outside of, you know what I'm saying, the mind frame that we have built ourselves into. Because we know what our focus and our priorities are. Yet and still, our surroundings will try to distract us. And it's distractions in life that have a tendency to lead from one distraction to another one if you allow them to captivate your attention like that. So your focus has to be strong. Your faith has got to be firmly planted in your belief. If you don't believe in anything, then your distractions will easily overcome you. And at one point in time, my distractions, they overcame me. And it it causes it caused me about a year and four months of my mind. You know, but by the grace of God, my mind was, you know what I'm saying, restored. Because even though, you know, through hurt, through betrayal, whatever we may want to call it, we still got to hold on to our faith and our love. Because, see, if there's no love in us, then we get consumed by the elements around us. And he who is in us is greater than everything that's around us or anything on this earth. You know, it's only through him that we're able to overcome any obstacles that we overcome. It's only through him that we we able to sit here at this round table and talk to each other on the level that we do because I love and I trust and I faith in him. You know, I recently went through some things and I'm currently tied up into some things. But you know what I'm saying? It's like all the trials that I went through, they was, they they just test. One test after another one, they all interlink. But yet and still, it's my faith that's gonna help me overcome all that I go through. You know, our supporting system, our supporting cast, you know, whatever you may wanna call it. You know, like with me, the round table has, you know, for the past couple of years, it's really been a substantial force or a substantial part of my support system because of the funness and the connection that you make with people of like mind. You know, just because I say like mind, I'm not, it don't mean uh, just one particular area. And the other thing is, you know, we all, we all do our, we all venture out in different areas of life that we're suitable for, you know? Like everybody can't be no barber. Everybody can't be a mechanic. You know what I'm saying? But 
whatever our calling is, we have to embrace that and understand that this is our calling. This is what we embrace as our job, as our passion, as our pleasure, you know? And, you know, like I said, you know, I'm going through, through some things, even though I done came through some things, but yet and still, you know, I got a long road to travel. And, you know, it's not that the mentality of one place or another or one type of person, but we must all continue to hold on to faith, to love. You know what I'm saying? We got to see the good, even though it's more evil, maybe present. But the Bible even says, where sin abounds, his grace abounds even more. Because, see, if everybody was always righteous, when nobody need his the guidance of those to lead him to lead them to him. But where those are flawed or wrong, you know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that his soldiers and prophets can lead to him. The lost souls. And you know, like I say, I'm 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 just glad to be back, you know what I'm saying? And you know, my mind halfway focused back on my my priorities and my situation. So I'm glad to be back and in the midst of like-minded people and good spirited hearts. Love y'all. Thank you, sir. It's definitely a blessing to have you here. It's good to see your face as well. Uh, you said one thing you said, I I um I, I know there are tests. I think right before you uh, came on, uh, Brother Raheem said, God has me in class. And, and I think we're all in class right now. God has us at a place where he's trying to get our attention. But the biggest thing in this season, he's trying to get us to learn how to live on faith. Y'all kept saying that. That's what we keep hearing. Like he, he wants us to really understand that you don't even need a whole bunch of faith. He said the grain of a mustard seed. So just a little bit. If you got that much faith, that's enough faith to move a mountain. You know what I'm saying? All you have to do is speak the word. So, so definitely, um, it, it, I want to encourage you, you know, hang in there. You, you, um, you have made it through. You, you came through a whole lot, you know, um, and you, there's still purpose for your life. You, you, you're not here. You could have been dead a long time ago, but you're here because there's something else you're supposed to do. So like I told you, stay connected. You know, e even if uh, situations are not favorable, uh, where you are, what you have going on right now, stay connected. You have to stay connected with people that empower you. If the people in your circle are not making your vision inside of you jump, if they're not motivating you, they think making something inside of you wake up, then you need to disconnect from them. Because if they're not doing that, they're going to drain you. And that's for anybody. I mean, if people are going to, people will drain you or whatever. A lot of times we're carrying, especially, you know, people that have positions where they are jobs, careers, where they're um, constantly pouring into people, that's draining. So if you're constantly getting pulled on like that, you got to stay connected to some type of source that's connected to God, right? So that, that they can, you can be empowered so that you can plug into and, and recharge. If, if not, you'll find yourself empty, still trying to pour into people. And that doesn't work. You, you can't keep pouring, you know what I'm saying, into uh, uh, somebody that they may be halfway full, you don't pour everything you got into them. And then you're sitting there empty, depleted, um, feeling depressed, going through um, having anxiety attacks, all kinds of stuff going on. You know, his topic tonight is what is your response? How are you going to respond when, respond when the uh, adversary comes? How do you respond 
when when uh, all things are against you. And I, I told you all before um, about the guy, the, the preacher that was sitting at the table and he was eating and um, he they brought him his food. I didn't have it. brought it out three times. Two times they had hair in it. One time uh, it was cold. And he said, I still didn't raise my voice because the moment I raised my voice is the opportunity that I just lost to witness to them about who Jesus is. Because <clears throat> they're not going to want to hear it after that. He said, so you, you have to put yourself in a place where where God can always use you. That means he's teaching me now he, to, to be quiet. Like as uh, Brother Rahim said when he first started, he said, silence is golden. I told uh, some people that last night, silence is very golden. People don't know what you're thinking, right? But then also you're at a place where God can heighten your spirit of discernment. He's all, he also can speak to you. You know, he can open doors uh, for you. Sometimes he want to just show us some stuff. But we're so busy and we're moving so much and we're so distracted, we can't hear what he's trying to uh, say. We, we, we're, we're not praying like we need to. You know what I'm saying? So, so we have to make sure that we're in that place and, and that we're responding the right way. Because if you truly have the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of you, the Holy Ghost is a keeper. When you get ready to, to cut up and act the fool, there's a consciousness that wake up in you and say, that's not God. You don't need to do that. Be quiet. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to not just be saved, but go to that next level. Seek God for, for his for the comforter that he said we could have for the Holy Ghost. And then once you get that, seek him for power that comes behind it, because it, it, you need something to go along with it. I, I want to open the floor up. Any, anyone have anything they want to say? I'm enjoying this. I, and glad to see you all here. We want to hear from you. Listen, um, the young man, when he was sp speaking, there was a question that, you know, I've heard it preached a lot and I've also preached it as well, but it's good to have that come back to my remembrance though, because in spite of it all, when you can't trace God, when you can't see God doing anything, are you still willing to trust him? Because we can believe that he can do it, but it's like I said earlier, we have to get into a place where we can say, I trust the Lord. I trust that he is going to do it for me. I trust that he's going to work things out in my favor. I trust that God is about to blow my mind. And when he was talking about um, embracing, um, it's important to embrace the shift in the will of God. And also I wrote down, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. You may not see it now. You may not see it next week. You may not see it much, but I still believe God that it's coming. There's like what Job did. He still believed God. He still, he trusts in God. In spite of, he lost everything. We can be, and I've, I've been to a place where the day of everything need to be gone. There's no way out, period. God showed right on up because I stood my ground and I, tr oh Jesus, and I trust him. We got to get to a place we got to trust, not just believe, but trust in him. It's like when you're in a relationship, you trust that that person going to do you right. And you ain't got no problem. We got to have that relationship with the Lord. Trust him. Trust him. I encourage y'all to trust him. Come on, because he's going to blow your mind this week. Next week, too. I believe that. I'm done. Officially, I'm done. I, I believe that and I receive that as well. I I. I it's just something in the atmosphere. There's a shift there. There's a, a paradigm shift. When you hear paradigm shift, it, it means it's a mindset change. 
there, there is a, a shift that has taken place um, and, and you got to get in the flow of it. You know, you don't get left behind, you know, because of your old thinking or whatever. God is ready to take us to the next place. And we have to avail ourselves and be present and, and be ready to move to that next place. It's not going to look the same way that it's been looking. It's going to look totally different. But you have to, like you said, you got to, we have to trust God and we just got to move on faith. We got to walk into what door he's opening for us. Miss Tyler, I see your hand. Go ahead. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it, Kaya. Um, I didn't really have that much to say. I just want to say um, that I really appreciate this conversation today. I think it's so beautiful. Uh, Raheem, you you really have a really good way of talking about the message. You're really funny, too. I appreciate that, too, because um, it's real. Like, it it, it is his glory is amazing and you really do just have to trust him and trust his process because it's not it's not what you would expect but it is worth it you know and you just got to have patience and you know see it through no matter what no matter what you may think you deserve or not and you know I'm young well I'm, I'm 22 so I'm still trying to get life figured out and at the same time I see people around me you know, doing major things. And um, I, yeah, I really appreciate that message y'all just showed. And Tyrese, I, I think, wait, Tyrese, right? I forgot his name. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that message. Uh, happy to have you here with us. I feel like you do have a lot of beautiful things to say as well. Your message really touched my heart. And uh, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. It, it's Tyrese. Some days, other days, it's Danielle. But I, <laughs> it's Danielle now. He, he uh, he's good now. It's Danielle. But um, uh, that that was good. She said something. She said patience. One of my um affirmations in my phone, I have it set as a reminder. It goes off every day at twelve o'clock, and it says, "Have patience with God. He knows when." And, and I'm telling you, it spoke to me because I had to tell that to myself because I wanted God to do something for me. Um, but maybe I wasn't patient during the process. He still haven't done it yet because he He couldn't give it to me. And then I understand it now. He couldn't give it to me when I wanted it because I wasn't ready. He had to take me through some things that that's leading me up to that, right? There was some things, when I really stepped back and looked at it, I saw there were some things that I had to work out, had to get rid of, had some apologies to give, some different things. If God would have gave me that prematurely, I would have messed it up, right? I'm in a whole different mindset now because I've been patient with it. He told me, number one, I need you to be patient with yourself. Be, be patient with you. A lot of times we're not patient with us. He said, then I need you to be patient with other people because everybody's on different levels. So some people are broken in different places. Some people are broken so much or whatever. So if you're dealing with somebody or connecting with people that are broken, you got to give them time to heal. They're not going to heal on your time. They're going to heal on God's time when God begins to take them through the process and you don't know how much baggage they're carrying. He said, so be patient with other people. He said, but the main thing I need you to do is be patient with me because I know when. And when he spoke that, I said, I'm putting this in my phone because I need to see this every day. I need this reminder for myself that God had forgot about you he's he's gonna do what he said he's gonna do because he said if you abide in me it's my favorite scripture and my word abide in you you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you i'm looking over my life and i'm saying okay 
Am I doing things that are wrong? Am I sinning? Am I doing stuff that is going to keep me from getting my blessing? And the answer is no. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm being upright before God. I'm walking in, in the way that he's leading me. So I got to know and believe that what I ask for is right there around the corner. So I receive that, uh, Brother Raheem, that something good is going to happen this week. And that's what I'm, I'm declaring as well. Something is going to happen this week, next week as well. Thank you, sir. Miss Tanya, I see your hand. Hi. Um, I'm sitting here fighting, saying something, because you know I don't like talking. <laughs> But it's funny how you said that scripture abide in me. That came to me this morning because I have really tried to been seek, seeking God for answers because I need answers. You know, like you say, everybody's going through stuff. I need answers. And it was proposed upon us at church that we need to be spending at least an hour praying with God. So between praying and reading, you know, this morning I came across abiding me and I abiding you. I came across that. But what made me think about this, we were talking about things holding us back. You know, sometimes you don't even realize it. I had a conversation with somebody and they had done something to me. And it was it took me a while to talk to them because I didn't want to talk to them. And so when I finally talked to him, I was like, I'm not ready. God is still processing me. I'm not ready. And so I went ahead and talked to him and then was kind of just like, kind of rolled him off. Like, I don't, I don't even have to deal with him no more. I don't even want to deal with him. So at the same time, I had been getting to a point where God was showing me like silhouettes, kind of almost like visions. And I stopped seeing them. So I was asking God, I said, what's wrong? Like, why, why can't I see those things anymore? And so just in searching the scripture, drop, he dropped it in my spirit. I ended up in X. And it was basically Simon, you know, they were healing and Simon asked to pay for that gift. And he basically told him, you know, that his heart wasn't right to think he could pay for something like that. And when I tell you this scripture jumped out at me, eight, um, X eight and 23, he said, for I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. He and said, I said, Lord, I'm better. I was like, that's why I can't see no more. So I started asking God to help me, help me release that bitterness because I'm trying to continue to grow. And I can't grow if I'm going to keep holding it against this person. I just need to forgive them and move on and ask God how I need to deal with them in my life. But I can't hold on to that because I'm going to block myself from what God has for me. And I don't want that. So I wasn't going to say nothing, but it was, you know, you, you're supposed to say something when your heart starts being real fast. And you're like, somebody probably needed what you need to say. So anyway, I just wanted to share that piece with everybody. Thank you, ma'am. Go ahead, Raheem. Well, you must have seen me because that, that, I love that. I love that story, young lady. I love that testimony. Um, that's, that's important because when we, when we get faced with those types of obstacles, I call them growing pains. We want to grow. We want to grow, grow, grow in God. We want to see the hand of God. We want to see the move of God. But that devil, he comes in. He'll try to distract you and to discourage you and all kinds of other things, give you that anxiety of you're not ready and this, that, and the third. You got to look that devil in the face like, listen, it's either now or never. 
I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get what's belong to me. I don't care what you may bring. I don't care how you may say it. I'm gonna do that because sometimes I also wrote down what I was hearing. Sometimes you can walk right into your miracle, right into your blessing, right into the answer that God needs you to hear. It's up to you to receive. And I'm so glad I heard her testimony. I'm glad you received it because when you were talking, I was receiving it too. I was like, all right, come on, lady. <laughs> Starting that fire up in here. But I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not unmuting myself no more. Yeah, yeah okay. You've you been saying you're done for 10 minutes, but it's good. Good. We're, we're enjoying it. That, that was really good. Thank you for uh, sharing, Tanya. We, we are getting you out of that shy zone and we're pulling you on to the forefront because everyone has a testimony. Everyone ha has a, a story to tell. You know, we in this day and time, we can't afford to be shy. And we're talking about we children of God. There's so much going on in the world. You know what I'm saying? We, if we fall into that shy place, then we're not doing what God called us to do, right? That's why we're going through so much. So just us not opening our mouth and, and, and sitting back and, you know, not sharing whatever needs to be shared, that's a form of disobedience. Because God said, once you're saved, then it's your job. He charges us to go out and get other disciples. He charges us to tell of his goodness, tell of what he's done for us. So yeah, you, you may be in that place where, well, I'm an introvert or whatever, but you have to start working yourself out of that. I know so many people that have held that same thing, same excuse all of their life. How long are you going to allow that excuse, you know, to, to really uh, rule you, to run you? You know, and that, that's what I had to tell myself. You know, it's like, I don't want to start this round table about two years ago. And, and I was like, I don't want to sit in front of no camera. I don't want to talk to people. I was shy. So I got two of my friends and we just started conversating. And it was very, it was an awkward feeling. But after a while, you know, we, we got comfortable with it or whatever. So whatever my thing is, my vice is, is holding me back. I got to work through that. You know, that, that it's, it's a self-evaluation thing. I got to fix it. I got to start making adjustments one step at a time. And when we begin to do those things, you'll start to see things will start to open up. You know, when I when I begin to respond to things differently, right? If I'm not responding, I'm not responding at all. You know what I'm saying? So nothing is happening. But when I begin to respond and change my response to something positive, I begin to speak life into my situation. I begin to, even if I'm, if I'm doing something God say, do it's power and uh, uh, life and death in the, in the power of the tongue. So I begin to speak into my situation. I begin to speak into what I ask God for. I begin to open doors, you know what I'm saying, that, that's been closed forever because I got out of that old way of thinking. I got out of my introvertness. I got out of whatever was holding me back. So definitely, guys, I, I've enjoyed this. What want to encourage you, keep on keeping on. I, I know things are tough, but listen, it won't be like this always. You know what I'm saying? Hold on to the, the little bit of faith that you have. Stay connected. You know what I'm saying? Read your word. Keep, keep yours. This lady told me, keep your ear to God's lips. Keep, keep yourself in prayer so that God can continue to speak to you. If he hadn't been speaking to you, get in that posture so that he can begin to, to show you where he needs you to go next. So he can begin to show you the people that he needs you to touch or talk to next. Because we're supposed to be attached to people. We're not supposed to be in this little hole by ourselves. You know, we, we can't afford to be in that place. We're, we're in the last days. You know, there's, there's so much happening right now, but we still have a work to do. Anyone else have anything that they want to say? Thank you all for, for coming again, like continuously being here every week. And I, I pray that the, the round table adds some type of value to you. Invite somebody with you uh, next week, you know, and, and invite them to come out, even if it's not but one person. It's the same link every week. 
send send the link to them. Um, and and uh, we're going to be looking forward to seeing you. Somebody's calling me. But but uh, brother Raheem, we're gonna I'm gonna turn it back over. If no one has anything else to say, and uh, I'm gonna let you uh, do your final remarks and then pray us out. Do we have any prayer requests? Does anyone have any anything that that we need to touch and agree with and and uh, hold before the Lord, take before the throne of grace? Uh, Minister Clark, I, I, I did get a message from her. She usually joins us. Uh, name of Minister Clark. She lost her mom today and. Um, so we definitely want to keep her in, in prayer. Raheem, go ahead. All right. Okay. Um, so I want to just leave y'all with this. Take some time out to read Galatians 5 and ponder on it and pray about the things that you need to work on inside of you. And that, um, I believe, on your brokenness ties in very well with Galatians 5 because that's where a lot of our brokenness really does come from and what we got hidden in those secret places. And um, as well, remember that God is going to blow your mind. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you as humbly as we know how. God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your favor. Now, God, we ask you now to bless us, keep us, cover us, hide us behind the cross, cover us with your shed blood. God, we stand in the need of, if we stand in the need of anything, God, I speak and I declare, God, that you bless the people that by the sound of my voice, <clears throat> bless them with the things that they need. Touch Miss Clark, touch her family, give them strength during the tough times, oh God. Build them up, oh God. Let their responses be praises. Let their response be with victory because in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Amen. I speak and declare victory of every situation. God, I speak and declare blessings this week. I speak and declare favor. I decree, I declare that, God, you're about to blow our minds. God, you already blowing my mind, and I'm so grateful, God. God, you're doing wonderful things. You're doing mighty things, and only you can do it, God. Help us to know and see that only you can do it. Only you got the power because we can't do it ourselves, oh God. So God, come on in. Touch our hearts. Touch our minds because God, we're ready to grow in you. God, let our responses be victory. Let our responses be praises. Let our responses be not of worry, not of strife, not of hatred, but of great things and of righteousness, oh God. God, continue us to continue to teach us the fruits of the spirit. Work in us and on us and through us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We bind the work of the enemy. We're bringing his works to a stop. In Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus is against you now, Satan, on every problem, on every issue, because we will have the victory. We will have favor. We will have blessings, because God is about to blow our minds. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 I think it amen. came in late. Uh, Miss Alicia wanted to pray for our son, so uh, we lift up your son right now. In Jesus' name, whatever is going on with him, we, we lift him up before for God, uh, and, and we know that it's done already. We, we'll thank him in advance for doing that. Yes. Guys, remember, we are here. Thank you uh, for, for closing us in, in prayer, Brother Raheem. We're, we're here every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're, we're looking forward to seeing you here next week. And remember, I love you all, and there is nothing that you can do about it. Y'all take care and have a good night.